Hi, I'm Lorianne. I am the host of Bleep and Like Bolivia, um, Bolivia in general, and just topics therefore of and on Bolivia. So tonight I decided to come on because I have been um, in contact with somebody, uh, a young lady, and this is for you out there, and I know that you're going to know who, you're, who I'm talking about. Uh, in my my coaching program, it is 24 seven access. And it's been particularly difficult with this one beautiful young lady, uh, simply because there is something that I need to get through to her. And she's not understanding and a lot of us need to understand and a lot of us don't want to understand. Uh, when I was going through my bulimia, it was all about the food. It was all about how do I get friends with my food, this and that and the other thing. What I didn't realize was I had to become friends with me. It wasn't, the food was something else there of outside of what I was disconnecting to. And I will have to say lovely guest on my, on our lift your story podcast that Roy and I have and uh, she will be one of the guests here too on Bleep Bulimia, uh, Lisa Winicky. I somehow, universe is weird because I found her on Facebook and I, and I invited her to the Lift Your Story podcast. Then I found out that she had struggled through bulimia for 20 years and, and her message is really, really big. Sometimes though, um, when you're, you know, I went through for about 30 years and I know that Lisa went through it for about 20 years. Sometimes what the difficult thing is, is to reach out to somebody who's new in the eating disorder side of things. No, also in the latter part of their lives as well. What's difficult is to say, can you stop focusing on the food? Stop focusing on what you're eating today, whether it's making you feel ill, whether you want to purge it, whether you want to take laxatives to, to release it. And, and, and this is where I'm having a really big wall with a few of my clients have gone through this is the wall of saying, can I break through? Can I break through to ask you, how are you feeling about yourself? And I know that a lot of us say that uh, when we're going through our, our eating disorder, I'm not good enough. I never really felt not good enough. I felt more so that I was, again, and I've said this before, that I was not good enough to other people, but I felt okay about myself. I actually was pretty proud about the things that I did at 24. I started my own business. Uh, but when I went up against the world, it almost seemed that. I wasn't good enough, um, that I needed to do better, that I needed to be stronger, that I needed to compete more. Com competition, by the way, to me is a really not good thing when it comes to your eating disorder. And then I was laughing today because I was sitting there going, hmm, I helped my neighbor and uh, I used to be a girl guide and he needed help. He's in his eighties and he needed to get it. Well, he didn't really need to, but his son has been bugging him. His son's my age and his son has been bugging him to get a cell phone because he's going through some health issues. And so 
he asked me, you know, can you take me to the hospital? I have to get, you know, follow up. And I said, no problem. And then he says, can I get a cell phone? My son's been bugging me about it. And I laughed because I said, yeah, I've been bugging you about it for the last eight years. <laughs> but yeah, long the short of it is we get to this place, we go in. Um, and then I was uh, helping him out with the cell phone. And I thought... When I got back home, I said, as a girl guide, which as I'm a Canadian, it would be, um, I promise to do my duty to God, the queen of my country, to help other people at all times and to obey the guide law. I realized from the time I was in girl guides, I stuck to that to help other people at all times, but I stopped helping myself. And that became the focus was to help other people at all times. I love helping people. It is truly a passion of mine. And it's great. However, for a while there, I forgot to help me too. And I think that there's a lot of duality in all of these people who, who struggle with eating disorders is that they do help other people at all times. And beautiful and and never get rid of that thought but you also I think the girl guys should say help other people and myself at all times because that part of myself disappears when you're helping everybody else so I've been trying to explain to this young lady that what is it what is it that's really are what are you arguing with when you're sitting there going I'm feeling, my stomach is feeling ill. I'm not feeling well. I just ate something. My stomach is bloated. Well, there were a few things that I said, I am not a doctor and I will absolutely disclaim on this one. I am not a doctor. I, I can't say I'm a hundred percent right on anything that I said, except for from my own experience, stress, lack of sleep, stress, lack of sleep, dehydration from binging, purging, laxatives, whatever. So the one thing that I said to her tonight that I found really interesting because I've never written it down before was I said, you know what? Your body is retaliating. You're not giving enough sleep. You're not giving enough water. You're not giving them about this. And I know to this day, there are times where I forget to drink enough water. I forget, and I literally sometimes cannot even sleep at night. And the next morning, yeah, I'm bloated. My body's telling me. And I laughed and I said to my friend, I said, oh my goodness, I'm not feeling very well. I didn't get enough sleep. Sleep is so big. Again, my point in this particular podcast is I want those of you who are struggling with bulimia or an eating disorder and, and, and particular case why I'm saying eating disorder, because I deal with bulimia particularly, but there's different levels of bulimia. There's, um, and I don't like to categorize them, but it is true. Uh, you've got your laxatives, you've got your binge and purge, and then you've got the ones that are not bingers, but they still purge anything that they eat, which is still under the category of bulimia. Um, when you focus everything on food and that you think that your recovery is based on the fact that, oh, I ate this much because this is a few things that my clients have said, oh, I eat this, I eat this, I eat this. I said, I not meaning to be mean, but to be truth, 
I don't care what you ate right now. What I want to know is, what are you feeling? And it's so hard to break through that wall. So I'll speak to one day and I'm 24 seven. So I'll be on there on Zoom at 10 o'clock at night. And then it's when I get on the Zoom that I can get to the person. When they're texting me, the text is all about, I ate this, I ate this, pictures of their food. I'm going, I don't want to hear about this. I want to hear, how are you feeling? What are you feeling about it? And the only time I can do it is when I'm face-to-face on a Zoom. And that's the only time I've gotten the truth from them that, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling bad. I'm not feeling good about myself. I don't feel that I'm, I'm achieving something or there's somebody that's accusing me of something or like there's the emotions, okay? That is at the core of an eating disorder. If you're not ready to open up and speak about your, your emotions or what you're feeling, your anger, your guilt, your pain, your, your um, like I said, the girl guy thing, you know, I promise to do my best to everyone else but myself, so to speak. That's not the way I said it. I said it earlier, but that's pretty well what it's saying. You know, promise to do my best to God, the queen, my country, to help other people at all times. Throw in there and myself. But if you're going to sit there and try and get help from a coach or a therapist or um, a psychiatrist and you can't open up to say, Instead of sending, I ate this, I ate that, I did really well. Today I ate this, I didn't do that, I didn't purge. That's not saying anything about what the cause of the of, of your dis. I don't like calling the disease because I don't believe it is, but the dis-ease, the the fear of being in discomfort. Like I love so many of my podcast guests because they speak to this. You know, whether it's emotionally eating, whether it's fear, whether it's lack of happiness, whether it is whatever it is, there's so many different emotions that come behind an eating disorder. And again, I'm just going to say, if you really, really want to recover, you're going to have to really focus primarily on wanting to open up, not about what you ate or whether you purged today, or whether you didn't is what were you feeling? What are you feeling? Whether it's a journal or whether it's just getting on a Zoom and speaking with somebody who knows what it's like and saying, okay, so really, what are you feeling? Like, are you angry at somebody that yelled at you today and it's causing you distress and you're disconnecting from it? So you're going to hide behind this wall of food and you're going to tell me what I ate, what I didn't eat, and I felt good and I'm the good girl. I can tell you you're a good girl or a good woman or a good man or good whatever for having eaten and not throwing up for that day, but you're still concealing what's behind it. And oh my goodness, I get so frustrated trying to reach out and say, I don't want to hear about how many times you purged, how many times you didn't. I want to hear about what emotions have you come through? Have you found you? Are you liking you? While you're doing everything for everyone else, if you're one of those type of people, what have you done for yourself? Have you found yourself? 
listen to some of my podcasts. Lisa had a really good one. I've got tons of them. I mean, Lisa, the photographer, Lisa Winicky, who wrote a book about that, that went through bulimia. But not only that, we've got Di Manuel, who talks as a male about how he over, you know, he was overweight and how he had to deal with those situations. These podcasts are here for you to listen to on so many different fronts of so many different people who talk about different things. And if you are struggling with bulimia, stop talking about your food so much. Um, You don't have to, I'm not telling you to, but try to stop talking about your food and the intake and how many times you binge, how many times you didn't. Try focusing on why. Why are you doing this? What is possibly causing you to have that feeling to have to go to that? That's my story tonight. And I just thought that I would I would send that out there because this young lady, I honest to goodness, um, I reach out to her. I open up that little door every now and again, and then it closes again. And I get all the pictures and how much she ate and how she much didn't. And I keep writing to her. I'm going, truth, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear about what you're feeling. And I said to her at one point, I said, this is like tough love, girlfriend. I want to hear about what you are going through. I don't want to hear about your food. And yes, great. Yes, I will give her accolades when she's gone through her eating behavior is getting better. But it's a forced thing because the emotions have not been dealt with. So you can force yourself into saying, I've gone a month and I feel really good about it. Great. But is it a struggle or is it easier? Is it getting easier or is it still a struggle? Those are gauges you should probably think about too. Because if it's still a struggle, then there's still something you need to deal with. And it's great to deal with it because once you do, there's freedom at the end of it. All right, I think I've talked enough about this. I'm so passionate about this because, you know, it's been a couple of months of me working with a few people going through this and and, and I don't even know, you know, I love breaking the wall down one piece by at a time. And, but it's sometimes really, I don't like the word frustrating, but that is a word to not be able to like you get that wall there and then they put the brick back on and then you go no take that brick back off you just opened up a little bit okay so it's not just about food you're not going to tell me about that you just gave me a little inkling a little inkling as to what you might be going through and they put the brick back up you have to break down the wall if you are really wanting to recover You need to start letting the person who's out there that you've hired, whether it's a therapist or a coach or a psychiatrist, you have to, once you take that one brick out, don't put it back, take another one out and then another one out and another one out. It doesn't have to be quickly, but don't put back a brick that came out. Let the light in and appreciate it because that's your one step further to recovery thank you for listening i really appreciate it and honest to goodness i highly recommend listening to our other uh my other guests that are on this show 
because uh, there are so many different platforms of different people that can understand it, whether you're midlife. I know we call this midlife bulimia, but I know that there's some listeners possibly out there that are not midlife that are still young and starting into it. That might be a good idea for you too. Do you want to spend 20 or 30, 10, 20 or 30 years of your life going through your eating disorder when you've got people here talking to you and saying you're early in it, you're maybe, you know, a month into it, two months into it, two years into it. The earlier you stop, the better it is, the more freedom you get. And, uh, and you've got some, you know, seasoned people who are going to tell you, oh my goodness, I wish I had had the opportunity to know what I know today to be able to have overcome it a long time ago. Thanks again for listening. Lorianne, I'm signing off as host of Bleak Midlife Bulimia.